0: Okay, what's the generation younger than the millennials called?
1: What well, you generation guys are millennials? Well, no, are I'm not the, a millennial. i one, the ones that are running. The ones that are uh, running the media now. Who, what are they? Generation, generation X. X. Generation X, And what yeah. age is that?
2: Uh, I'm on the. I'm the like the youngest
1: part of that. So 35. Yeah. But what about the 22 year old? Uh, the high tech. That's a millennial. Uh, they're millennials. They're millennials.
0: The twenty-two-year-old, yeah. So
1: Gen X is, but well, millennials are younger than Gen X.
0: Millennials are younger than Gen X. Yes. I, th- I thought Gen X was younger than millennials.
1: I I thought I, I don't know which is which.
0: Millennials. We well, uh,
1: all we hear about is millennials, right? And millennials. We'll get some mean, tweets on this. Millennial on, means probably. you came to uh, adulthood in this millennium. Is that it? All
0: right. What? <clears throat> generation
2: Gaps for Mar- American okay. Adults. Millennials currently between the ages of 18 and 34. Okay. Generation so you're X. So a millennial. Manny no, is. Okay.
0: I am, I'm right on the edge of
2: it because okay. I'm 34. Yeah. Generation right. X is between the ages of 35 and okay. 50. Well, okay. what
1: about the younger than 18s now? They're just the brats? Uh, the tech, I don't know. The we brats? Technically Do we have,
2: have Maybe they're Generation okay. Z. I have no idea. Here's
1: my point. Okay. The millennials thought they were running the world, right? Well, this has been a big comeback for tep- septuagenarians today, man. Uh, 70 sums. Uh, first of all, it's announced that Social Security is going to be broke in 2034, which means we'll keep getting our money, but you guys are out of luck, right? Yep. Yeah, You're going to have to figure it out yourself, right? I'm going to be 88 when it runs out, so I don't care. You know, what the the (laughs) hell? Just put me out in the curb. That's fine. And put me out in a chair in the curb and let the snow cover me. That's fine. I'm, I'm fine. Now, and Lou Lamarella, the new boss of the New York Islanders, fired his coach, Doug Waite, and Garth Snow, the hated Garth Snow, the general manager. He's 75. Louis is running the team. He left Toronto to get more power. He was like a third wheel up there Mm -hmm. to get more power to run the New York Islanders. And now, in the last hour or so, we have learned that Paul Fenton, the new general manager of the uh, Minnesota Wild, has looked around through all these young, smart, analytical hockey guys— and hired Jack Ferreira as his number one assistant. Jack succeeded Louie as the general manager <laughs> of the Minnesota North Stars. Jack is 73. This one nobody saw coming. That is for sure. I thought the question is which 40 year old genius was, or 35 year old genius was Fenton going to cover? You get Jack Ferrera as the number one assistant.
2: And you know what? What you and he are part of the silent generation. So,
0: well,
1: <laughs> some of us didn't listen when they said it was the. Silent. They call it the silent generation because you preceded
2: the baby boomers. The baby boomers was after you guys. No, well, th- th- this is to according the baby to the. Boomers. Well, maybe th- the age group
1: is baby boomers okay. are fifty-one to sixty-nine. So I got knocked. My uh, my mother, whoever she was, my birth mother. Yep. Got knocked up. During the war, not right after the war. Exactly. Because so, so I was born in forty five. I've always considered myself a baby boomer, but I'm not.
2: You're not a baby. Boomer. You're just outside of the baby mm-hmm. boom uh, range. According, I'm to this. the uh,
1: I am the horny soldier who came home <laughs> on leave and knocked up the poor, knocked up the poor <laughs> small town girl, and then ran off and never had anything to do with her generation. That's my generation. All right. Do you want? Here are the six. Living, Living generation. Here we go. Okay. This doesn't count the gal in 129-year-old uh, in, no. no. in Russia who's never had a good day in her life. Uh,
2: born 1901 to 1926, you are the G.I. generation. So Sid's the G.I. generation. Yes, he Yes, is. yes, yes he is. Born 1927 to 1945, you are the mature-slash-silent generation. But
1: see, these names are being applied in retrospect, right? They aren't they, they I, weren't applied at the time. I don't, sure. yeah, I think that that is accurate. That's probably 19 so if you're born through 1945,
2: 27 so to 45 So, I only made it another another
1: if 3 months, uh, two and a half months, I would have been in the a baby boomer. Yeah, baby
2: boomers were 46 to 64. Generation mm-hmm. X is 1965 to 1980, and as we mentioned, the millennial generation is 81 to 2000 and Generation Z. So this is Generation Z. If you're boom, this born, this is when you're born. Will and right. Leland are Generation Z. Z. Oh, okay. two thousand and one okay. and after. Right. Okay. Or well, the Boomlets is what the nickname. The Boomlets. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The
1: Boomlets. Well, yeah, but they're not baby boomers' kids. For God's sake, gr- baby. Ki- no, they're probably boomers, grandkids. grandkids. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. The Silent Generation. Well, that might be a misnomer to some degree. But uh, anyway, you could knock me over with a feather. <laughs> Jack Ferrara, I had no idea. I thought he was retired down there with Jacques. And You know what's going to happen in new York, new York, don't you? With the Islanders, with Lou? You know who's going to be the new coach of the Islanders, don't you? Oh, it's going to be uh, Jacques. It's going to be Jacques. Jacques will be, Jacques. yeah. be back. Absolutely. Be Jacques will be back. With the Has he gotten, gotten bored yet with retirement He's, got, well, he's, he's got, got to be a ready job, for another job. He's got a job as a consultant in Toronto. Oh, okay. Fallsness this year on the wild pregame show. I happened to be turned over to see what the score was, and the game was just starting. It uh, Might have been a coast game or something. And he had a 15-minute interview with Jack that was off the charts. And then he had a... Second one was going to run before the next game. I didn't hear the second part, but it was great. Jack, Jack's—he's ready to come back to coaching. He's got nothing else. <laughs> to <laughs> I give you too much information. I give you too much information. You too much. You know what's going to happen too, a man? Alive. With this new—that is a
2: shocker. This new way of thinking with the Wild, you know, their slogan will not be "This is how we hockey."
1: No, 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 no. Beat the crap out of them. That's going to be, what's Kill, kill, slap, kill. Slap yes. That's, we need the old time hockey. What's the old time hockey? Oh, this is going to be the new it. slogan of the wild. Come on. This, oh, this except it's probably hockey. too obscene. No, it's probably well, we've too got obscene. a few of them
2: that are in here that are airworthy that are, that, are that are edited. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's try this one.
1: I'm mm-hmm. placing a personal bounty on the head of Tim McCracken. You <laughs> can't. Put a bounty on a man's head. I just (laughs) did. Yes. A bounty on the Jets. How about that's our new theme. Everybody is just on their feet screaming, kill, kill, kill. This is hockey. (laughs) Yeah. Kill, kill, kill. This is hockey. We got Jack and Ferreira back. Let's go. Let's Let's beat the crap out of him. Let's
2: see. Let's
1: trade Coyle, Gremlin, uh, Stahl, and who else? Niederreiter. For the four biggest goons we can get, the, Hanson, I actually have, the modern Hanson brothers.
3: I
2: have the lineup of the players we're going to trade for. Okay. Andre
1: poodle
2: defense.
3: Andre, of course, has been living in semi-seclusion in northern Quebec ever since the unfortunate Denny Pratt tragedy. Not And from mile 40, Saskatchewan, where he now runs a donut shop, number 15, former penalty minute record holder of the Federal League for the years
1: 1960 to 1968,
2: inclusive Gilmore Tunnel. Oh, my God. I got to watch that movie again soon.
1: I got to get a copy of Sodmore's. I got to... the editorial cartoon in the Cincinnati Inquirer when the Birmingham Barons came to town... (laughs) <laughs> glenn glenn's goons they called him he had four of them one of the Han- one hansen dave hansen uh steve durbano who was certifiably crazy uh gilles billedeau and frank beaton were the four and they had uh, uh like a prison chain over glenn's uh shoulder and he was leading these guys into the rink with like harnesses around their necks and stuff like that. Glenn's goons were coming to town. We're going to go back to old-time hockey here with Jack Ferrero, man. Oh, my
2: God. That is so great. (laughs)
1: Let's go beat the hell out of him.
2: I am placing a bounty. You can't place a bounty (laughs) in a guy's head. (laughs) We can now. We
1: got Jack (laughs) Ferrero back. We're going to put a bounty on people. He rolls
4: right looking to throw Looking to throw, and he throws into the end zone. Touchdown! And touchdown! Touchdown!
1: And touchdown! 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 By Dwight Clark. Way high in the air. That, of course, is the catch by the great Dwight Clark. He uh, died uh, Monday at age 61 after his, uh, what, uh, uh It, I guess, is considered a short battle with ALS because he wasn't diagnosed in March 2017, although later he said he began feeling weak in 2015. Another football player dies of of Lou Gehrig's disease, and it's uh, there there seems to be a bit of a connection, but we don't know for sure, but the great uh, Dwight Clark, and we uh, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the uh, the Forty Niners uh, all gathering together at uh, Eddie DiBartolo's ranch in Montana, and having a send off for uh, Dwight Clark. And even though his communication skills at that time were uh, pretty well gone because of this, uh, because of uh, this horrendous disease, uh, they uh, had a good time up there and um, said goodbye to one another. So the great Dwight Clark has died at age 61. Another uh, football player has uh, struck down way too young. Uh, The other big uh, story in the NFL, of course, is the White House telling the Eagles not to show up today. The trip to the uh, White House was scheduled for today. Originally, the Eagles said there was going to be a party of 81 uh, now there's been reports in the Philadelphia media that the number of players was going to be 10 or less. And Trump found that out and canceled it. And, of course, uh, went on Twitter and said that uh, they don't like him because he's standing up for America and the flag and uh, putting your hand over your heart and all that good stuff. Uh, once again, the Donald has managed to throw up a big smokescreen on everything that's going on that's by making this the big talker of the year. Is the Eagles being turned down from a visit to the White House? Uh, the big talk is, talker of the day of the week apparently is, uh, and the you know the White House of course is blaming the Eagles and continuing their war with the NFL. Uh, interesting enough, none of the Eagles knelt last year. No. None, None of, of the Eagles protest.
2: Even though None Fox News, who has now since apologized, ran a photo of two players praying in the back of the end zone, saying, calling that the them protest. kneeling in protest, which now, was Malcolm, completely Malcolm false. Malcolm
1: Jenkins did uh, raise a fist during, yes. Uh, yes. during the anthem. And, uh, and uh, who was it? Uh, Chris, the, the,
0: Chris, Long? Chris Long. Chris Long, yeah.
1: Put his hand on his shoulder and, in support, I guess. And Chris Long, of course, played for, for free. nothing this year. To donated all the charity, and the Eagles were going to come to Philadelphia. And the ones that did go to the White House were going to go do a bunch of stuff with, uh, you know, with with students and various uh, homeless shelters and things like that. And were uh, now now that nobody went, and they just had a practice. In uh, they had a you know one of these. Uh, organized team activities in, in Philadelphia. But uh, now they have become the symbol of non-patriotic NFLers, the Eagles, even though none of them protested.
0: By, what the, the, hell's way, going on? by the way, the uh, president this afternoon, spin uh, just posted this about an hour ago, the ceremony he decided to have today yes. instead of having the Eagles mm-hmm. there because he decided to be petty. Uh, they were playing God Bless America and they were showing him and uh, apparently he did not know all the words.
1: Oh, okay. So, <laughs> and he had know, the Marine Corps. I mean, Corps, I guess we can take that for what it Marine is. He the Marine Corps but. band to show up apparently the Marine yes. band. And, and they, they played, were all singing God did Bless Adriatic America. Songs. They had the
0: camera on him and he was sort of skipping words and not, oh. you know... <laughs>
1: Yeah. Doesn't so. make any difference. He's a genius. Uh, you no. were saying the uh, the uh, GL callers were uh, supportive of the president here today on this uh, feud with the Eagles. Joe brought that this really topic wasn't up. A
2: feud? Joe brought this topic up. I would say around one fifteen or so, uh-huh. and uh, there was a, there was a few people with some mm-hmm. thoughts that uh, they were these calling same in the people phone people line.
1: Promise, they're never going to listen again. Yes, it is, yes, sir. sir. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they, you know what they said? They're going to stop listening. They just didn't say when. What I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What I
2: don't understand is what we choose to decide makes us split you know what i'm saying I, yes. I i don't i don't get why this all of a sudden becomes well you're on one side of the aisle or the other what
1: are you talking about on this thing i mean what uh i to me i saw the story this morning and i said uh, uh, who cares yep. and then i uh then i come in here and that's all that's all everybody's talking I about see. i'm watching the the ESPN NFL show was in the was behind me in the in the producers room in there and uh, it, that looks like they devoted about twenty to thirty minutes. So today, but to I that, get
2: I that the NFL is the machine that is covered twelve months out of the year. I've come to grips with that. I completely get why it, th- that that's the case. But
1: but this topic
2: itself is it's just such a non-story.
1: But he has uh, Mr. Trump has a, is a master at manipulating narratives The news, yes, he is, and he yep. is, uh, and he's got his guys believing that the Philadelphia Eagles. Are somehow anti-American, even though I don't know they. That's a that's a pretty American logo they have. They seem to be decent fellows. By the way, if you want to look it up, Malcolm Jenkins uh, posted a great uh, uh, response to this whole thing and how how his where his activism is based on and uh, and uh, good stuff on that. So anyway, it's unbelievable. Meanwhile, uh, the uh, Patriots. Are they're already in minicamp? We don't have minicamp for another two weeks. This is the seven. mandatory stuff. This is the mandatory minicamp, and Brady and Gronkowski did show up, and uh, so that's good. Brady and uh, and uh, Gronkowski had the had not gone to the non-mandatory stuff. <laughs> did
2: you see what happened, by the way? What uh, I believe it was their one of their early possessions in minicamp with the first team out there. There was a false start or stuff. Something happened on offense mm-hmm. and. Belichick made them all run for like 10 minutes straight.
1: Oh, really? Oh, this yeah. this, was, oh, this gonna, was his revenge on Brady yeah, this, and Gronkowski. Isn't you know? that just so the Bill Belichick? Is, that is so Belichick because you know he's you mad. You got to get out there
0: and run. You know
1: he's mad and furious at those guys for not showing. But Brady uh, is, guess what? He's good enough shape to run
0: it. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. You know, he's not—he's not changing his. He goal. eats
0: avocado ice cream. Yes. He's in good enough shape. He's
1: not changing his goal to play till forty-five, because he doesn't yeah. show up for mandatory minicamp. He's just—I mean, not—I uh, mean, non-mandatory workouts. He just flexing a little of his power. He flexed his power when Garoppolo Garoppolo got traded, and he's flexing a little more power here and showing showing Bill that they're equals here. Is what he's doing basically, right? Yeah, pretty much. Mostly. Meanwhile, with the uh, Vikings. Laquan Treadwell has still been running with the number ones, and uh, uh, Kendall Wright has been running with the number twos. How many feel-good pieces are we
2: going to get on Laquan Uh, uh, leading up to training camp and throughout um, training camp?
1: Randball uh, Randball had one the other day, is this the year he breaks out? And I said, I thought last year was the year we break out, Randball. Didn't we we write that story? Well, come on, he tripled his
0: production from his rookie year. Oh, where he had one that. catch. did he
1: catch 20 last year? Oh, I'm sorry, yes. Didn't he catch 20?
0: Now, if he's running with the number ones, is he keeping up? Or are they, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yards, yards ahead of him? According to
1: Andrew Kramer, he dropped his first uh, par- uh, pass during passing drills, but then later he made a nice grab on a route against uh, Trey Wayne. But how is he going to fit in the new system? I don't know. And by, and by the way, looks like uh, Mike Remmers keeps working at right guard. Hmm. Looks like they're going to go that way and find themselves a tackle. With the kid, the second rounder? Nah, probably start with Rashad Hill there. But, yeah, because I mean, the second rounder, actually, he's Rash- not... Uh... Until he was horrible against the Eagles, Rashad Hill did okay, right? And yeah, then, he did and all right. Then he, got, then he was a swinging gate against the, the Eagles. The
0: second rounder, he's like kind of a project, though, isn't he? They're, yes. they're not expecting him to make any sort of impact right away.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, he's mm-hmm. not going to play, so... It's going to, but supposedly they like Remmers. It it looks like they like Remmers at guard, so they're going to end up playing him there, I guess. Uh, Fighting Twins, uh, now down two to nothing uh, so far here today. And we're in the fifth inning, bottom of the fifth. This game is moving right along. Yes, it is. So if it gets done. Quickly, they they set a half hour between games, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to make you wait till six thirty, are they?
2: Well, let's just let's just wait. That White Sox bullpen isn't exactly lights out.
1: <laughs> they might not need the bullpen. They're just uh, sailing through our boys. And uh, Ryan Lamar got picked off. He drew a walk, and got picked off first. And uh, Manager Molitor, who's usually. Uh, Pretty calm in the dugout. Was uh, screaming about a balk.
2: Well, uh, I I watched the replay. It did look like he moved his front foot first. Being a right-handed pitcher, yes. you you can't do
1: that. Yes. So uh, I think he had a point. Yeah, but uh, they didn't. Uh, they didn't. He didn't run out and argue and get thrown out. I guess you're not. That's another one you can't argue, right, Box? Oh, you can't do oh, that. Really? I don't really. think. I think they can throw you out immediately if they if they choose to on that one. All right. We'll uh, be back. This is the ride with Ricey. Somebody asked me about Taron Vavra on uh, Twitter the other day, John, uh, and I mm-hmm. said I I see him as a third rounder. Why am I not wow. working for a major league baseball team? Because Whoa. that's not how you baseball. That's not how I baseball. That's <laughs> true. You should have been breaking down the draft for ESPN. I should I should have. Except I got to be I got to get myself some glasses and really look like a dork <laughs> <laughs> to be a to be a draft expert. <laughs>
3: This update is sponsored by Hotels.com. With Hotels.com, get re- uh, rewarded from seaside cabins to resorts. Hotels.com's deals come with access to instant savings, too. Hotels.com, you do you and get rewarded. Instant savings available on select properties. Tough read there. sounded yes. uh, <laughs> like it. Twins and White Sox in action this afternoon. They are playing a doubleheader down at Target Field. Uh, game number one is in the top of the sixth inning right now. It's two to nothing, Chicago. Do the Twins have a hit? Uh, they have one hit. Eduardo okay. Escobar okay. doubled. Okay. Uh, Romero, uh, Fernando Romero started for the Twins. Ronaldo Lopez is the uh, fellow who's dazzling the ball club at this point. Apparently, mm-hmm. uh, game two will feature the major league debut of Zach Littell for the Twins. Chicago will throw a righty, Lucas Giolito, in game two. Lucas's ERA
1: is above seven. Lucas not having a good year. You know what? Uh, you know what happens? You, you, you they score a bunch of runs over the weekend. Everybody says, ah, looks like they got that hitting attack going now. Everybody writes mm-hmm. they're starting to click now uh, offensively, and uh, now they got one hit in five innings against Ronaldo. <laughs> you know what? The we had the
2: unnecessary off day yesterday.
1: That's true. Yep. So it broke up the momentum, and then also <laughs> the fact that it's. That's how we baseball. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's how everybody baseball. Because (laughs) baseball, it doesn't. What happened yesterday don't mean nothing.
0: When they don't pitch, they hit. Yes, that's true. When they don't hit, they pitch. That's uh, that's a good idea.
2: So I know we got the Latell kid in the one of the two Jaime Garcia trades that we had in the span of six six weeks Uh last year. Is
1: he expected to be a big contributor for the ball club? I saw him this spring. He didn't dazzle me. He didn't throw that hard, but he's got a good curveball, I guess. But uh, what's interesting is he was rotten in AA this year, and he's been very good in AAA. So we'll see. The boys uh, had uh, somebody on who uh,
3: covers the team down there, and he said he throws tops out about 91 or 92, but he's got good stuff Mm -hmm. otherwise. uh, Go for shortstop, as you were alluding to. So he's Scott Baker. All right, great. (laughs) As you were alluding to, Patrick, Taron Vavra taken in the third round of the Major League Baseball Draft today by the Colorado Rockies. Uh, he's a junior, first-team All-America this season. He was the 96th overall selection. Leads the Gophers in pretty much every category. 393 average, 10 home runs, 59 RBIs. Uh, he's walked 30 times, struck out uh, only 19 times in 214
1: at bats. It death. was nice having you, Taron. Have a good pro career. He'll be signing next week yeah. if they lose at Oregon State. Well, the Eagles'
3: uninvitation to the White House is making all the news. The Minnesota Lynx, of course, yes. uh, never got their invitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they decided this is the week they're in Washington to do something else. Instead of worrying about the non-invite they're spending tomorrow taking part in a community service event through Samaritan's Feet at Payne Elementary School in Washington. And they'll end the day with a ceremony commemorating their championship. Uh, back in October, remember, links forward, Rebecca Brunson said she'd decline an invitation. Amaya Moore, the team's biggest star, said then, I'm assuming everything will be normal until I hear otherwise. Uh, the team has celebrated at the White House in the past, of course, with President
1: Barack Obama. They this time they just didn't bother to invite him, huh? Not at all. Didn't hear mm-hmm. didn't hear a peep from, <laughs> okay. from the White House. Well, may you know in addition to the uh, charitable uh, event, uh, you know the the community service event, mm-hmm. eh, go go practice a little basketball too here, you? <laughs> Come on, girls, you're two and five.
0: I I, think- I I do get a kick out of someone disinviting someone from their house who did not want to go to their house (laughs) anyway. I do do get a kick out of But I don't think they ever disinvited the the likes. No, they they didn't. But I'm just saying, you know, as far as like the Eagles and the Warriors last year and all that. Uh,
3: Now, we could have a disinvite because uh, LeBron James today weighing in, uh, he (laughs) said no matter who wins, The NBA championship, they ain't going. Well, Golden
1: State's not going. They they, they didn't get invited last year, right? They had their invitation pulled last year. Pulled because apparently. Because they
0: already said that they weren't going. Yeah.
1: And Steph Curry,
3: who really just basically said, I don't know. I I don't know if I want to go. And that's what apparently made the president mad last year. And that's what he. Well, every every time he hears a quote from Stephen Kerr,
1: uh, Steve Kerr, that (laughs) might make him upset,
3: too. That might, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, LeBron James saying today, I know no matter who wins this series, no one wants an invitation. Invite anyway; it won't get okay. Cleveland or Golden <laughs> State
1: going. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Thank you. You bet. Henry Boucher, Boucher is with us. Henry, what'd you think of cousin TJ last night? Well, hi, Patrick. How Thanks you? D- uh, happy summer, and uh,
4: man, I think uh, TJ is playing well. And you <laughs> know, he's. You know, I'm very proud of him, and man, um, if he has another good game like he did last night, I tell you, he's uh, probably you uh, know for
1: MVP. What uh, he's he's got a little more physical in his old age too. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems like he's uh, if they want to play tough, he's playing tough right now. Right, the I think the average in the National
4: Hockey League six one about two ten and. You know, there's some pretty big boys out there, but he doesn't back down from anybody. You know, no. he braces himself well and uh you know, takes a check, but he can dish it out too and it's like we've always said, it's always better to receive than or it's always better to give
1: than receive. <laughs> what so, uh Uh, So TJ uh, was born out in Washington. Uh, uh, Tell me about the family connection again. We've been through this before, but tell me about the family connection. Well, we're
4: cousins. Um, You know, he, his family grew up in Warroad and uh, uh, we're all originally from Warroad and Buffalo Point, Manitoba, which is just across the bay from Warroad. And uh, we're, um, you know, we're... uh, Go way back, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, he's had some great athletes in his family, like his grandpa and, and his uh, great uncle Max Jones. And, um, you know, we as well in our family tree, um, you know, we're all, they were all brothers, uh, you know, a cockadeezer, uh, uh, little thunder and the maypuck. And he comes down on the maypuck line, I come down the thunder line. <laughs> And so we're, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty steadfast and, you know, with the endurance and and what have you and our families and, uh, you know, really goes to show that, uh, you know, and, and, you know, he's got such a gift and such a passion for the game that, uh, you know, it's undeniable that, you know, that he's going to be hard to stop and, and that's just the way he plays, you know, he comes to play every night and, you know it's hard to do. Let me tell you, in the National Hockey League, when you play, you know, eighty some games, uh, you know, with training camp and the playoffs, uh, you get worn down, and you know, you get to work through the injuries and the bumps and bruises, and and uh, you know, it's a long season. But you know, you get re-energized. You know, of course, for the playoffs, but certainly, uh, you know, he's standing tall, and I'm really proud of the way he's playing.
1: Now uh do you remember now he he came back for high school basically to play in Warroad, right? He came back to play in a, his high school cuz he had he had good high school hockey there.
4: Well, absolutely. You know, and, and I worked hockey schools out in uh with his dad out in uh, uh Linwood, Washington back in the early 90s and you could tell as a as a 5 6-year-old that you know, he saw the ice well. He, you know, handled a puck. You know, he would move around. He was pretty small at that time, but you know, he's one of the better players on the ice. See, their family moved out west after their house burned down back in wow. 1960, and so the the grandpa, uh, the grandma had passed away then, and he took uh, you know the family out there where there were other siblings, and uh, so TJ was raised out there, and he rollerbladed all summer, and he did uh, traveling hockey, uh, you know, with hockey teams uh, playing up in Vancouver and, and all around, so his dad put on a lot of miles for him and and just kind of pushed him and encouraged him, and, and uh, finally, when he became uh, eligible to play high school hockey I, you know his dad called me and i said god you gotta get him out here we've got a <laughs> great we got a great crew you skate free and they were out a couple of summers you know where they were able to skate and you know do our hockey schools up there and he he was uh you know he was overjoyed he he couldn't believe that you could you know just, just go to the rink and <laughs> skate. Second state, in state, or skate on a river or skate on an outdoor rink and mm-hmm. the seattle of course area you know is pretty mild in the wintertime yes. so nope. you had to pay for your ice time and uh you know he was uh overwhelmed and you could tell as soon as he got mm-hmm. there uh you know he was he was a rink rat
1: hey oh, henry Tell me about yeah. the family. Where does where does the where does it all come from? The uh, you said the three branches, but uh, what, is there a uh, great 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 grandpa? That uh, what what was the original uh, family name of this whole uh, uh, family tree of hockey players? Well, this was uh, the Thunder family. Okay,
4: uh, ba- you know, basically, is uh, all of the relatives are are related throughout treaty three, which is up in Ontario and Minnesota. So TJ has relatives over in Earth, uh, you know, as well as, uh, Red Lake, net Lake, uh, all of these res- reservations and then, and then reserves, uh, throughout Canada, uh, up around Lake of the woods. And TJ has got a lot of relatives here in the, in the twin cities area. And, uh, they come out in force. I tell you, you just get on Facebook and, you know, you, we're all interconnected. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's great to it's great to see the support that he's getting from not only War Road, but all the family members down here as well.
1: Hey, Henry, uh, now where are you living, Ryan? Are you back in War Road or where are you? Last time I no, talked I'm, to you. I'm still down here okay. in the Twin
4: Cities area. I live up in White Bear Lake. Okay, uh, And I've been, I'm a realtor. I have been uh, with the giant Realty for for, you know, since I got down here, I moved back into the area, and I'm still working on my TV project. Uh, you know, we're doing some filming, uh, you know, some B-roll stuff right now. It just takes so long to yeah. get things done, and and all the preparation work on on um, you know the Native American Olympians, and that's yes. basically what I'm working on, and. Yeah, and it's going to be a great show once we get it done.
1: Okay. Hey, Henry, uh, now you, uh, as a kid uh, up there in War Road, was there interest in the Jets as well as uh, the uh, North Stars down here? Were, were there Jets fans up there? Well, absolutely. Winnipeg's only two and a half hours yeah, right. in War Road, and
4: Minneapolis is, is six hours. So, yes. You know, there's uh, there's still interest up there. Uh, Buffalo plays over sure. from Winnipeg and Eastern Roseau. Um, you know, and, and after, after high school, of course, when they go, players go on, you know, you, you pull for those, uh, players, even though they might be from Roseville.
1: (laughs) He's a monster.
4: and, And, uh, you know, you're proud of them. They're from Roseville County, Lake of the Woods County. So it's, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, hockey country up there and, and, uh, you know, hockey town, USA is, uh, it's alive and well, and we, you know, we did a great golf tournament up there last summer, Warroad Celebrity Golf Tournament. We had twenty-nine different celebrities that uh, wow. the Marvin Windows flew up there in their planes, and we had a great weekend of uh, walleye fishing and is and golfing and raised forty-seven thousand dollars. Is that scheduled? The,
1: is that scheduled again this year, Henry?
4: It is, and you can uh, is go it? online, go to warroad.com. Yeah, World Celebrity Golf. You can buy a ticket if you're a single or you you want to force them. Um, it's July 28th this year. It's on a Saturday. Okay. Uh, most of the players come up on Friday and go fishing. Beautiful Lake of the Woods. And then we have a big fish fry. And then, of course, uh, Saturday we play golf.
1: Hey, Henry, uh, let's, uh, let's get a cup for Washington with your guy, TJ. That'll be fun. What was that again? I'm I sure said, I let's get a cup for Washington with your guy TJ. He'll be a—he's a hero out there already. He'll really be a hero if they win a cup. I tell you, one more game, <laughs> then I'll strap
4: him on one more time and give her hell, and <laughs> and they got it. All right, Henry. Hey, thanks for your time, sir. And hey, one one thing, one second—we're having a fundraiser over at O'Dara's on June 28th for Undy on, on Young. Uh, it's a. Uh, American Indian Homeless Youth Project. Oh, okay. So check that online as well. So June 28th, O'Garris.
1: Yep. Okay. Hey, Henry, That's thank you. O'clock. Thank you so much. I appreciate the call. The greatest high school hockey player I ever saw in the state of Minnesota, Henry Boucher. is uh, talking about his cousin, T.J. Oshi. Uh, that'd be a pretty good uh, scrimmage if you got to all those uh, that those the the Thunder family together. You could have a pretty good inner squad match. I got a hunch. We'll be back.
0: Quiet,
3: please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history: Patrick,
4: June fifth, nineteen seventy. Bert Plylevin pitched his first major league game. Given a one to nothing lead in the top of the first in Washington, he promptly gave up a home run to the first batter he faced, Lee May. He went on to pitch seven successful innings, giving up only five hits and winning the first
3: of what would be 287 games in the major leagues.
1: Right, you here by circle. <laughs> All right, Bert Blylevin pitched his first ever game on in the big leagues on this day, June fifth, nineteen uh, uh, June fifth, nineteen seventy. So April sixth, nineteen fifty one, he was only nineteen years and uh, what two months?
0: Two months. Nineteen years Just and about, two, about months. two months. Yeah,
1: he was in spring training that year, and I wasn't down there. But I remember reading the stories, and Rigney loved him so much he wanted to keep him. And the Twins wouldn't let him keep him to start the season because they had Jim Perry, Jim Cott, Dave Boswell, and Louis Tiant. Uh, as their starters, Jim mm-hmm. Perry ended up going 24 and 12 and won the Cy Young Award, pitched 280 some innings. <laughs> but uh, Boswell and Teant both broke down and were terrible. So uh, Blyleman got called up on June 5th. And as uh, Clyde Deptner uh, tells us there, that little sound bite Lee May let off the game in Washington, bottom of the first. M A Y E, Lee May, left handed hitter, mouth mm-hmm. fielder, not well, not the first baseman who was uh, certainly a more famous player. But uh, Blylevin won that game. I uh, was looking it up to see, because the Twins got swept by Baltimore in the three-game playoff that year, and I looked to see which game Burt started. He didn't start one of the games. Tommy the Blade Hall started the second game. Uh Perry pitched the first game, Cott pitched the third game. Uh, the blade had moved into the rotation in September and had a fantastic month. Uh Blylevin might have been set up to pitch game four, but they never got that. Far. And speaking of Jim Cott, we'll be talking to him momentarily.